0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Solving Problems with Jonathan and Kyler. We're the podcast where we talk about the real communication problems your church is facing and give you practical steps to solve them. Today is a little different. I just wanted to share something with you guys. I had the opportunity to uh, teach to a group of high school students here recently. And uh, I spoke about how, just it was just a, little, a check-in on where everyone was both spiritually and mentally. And coming off of Easter, Um, you guys have been running extremely hard for the past four weeks, doing things that are crazy and pulling off, uh, more than I could ever imagine that you're having to do. So I wanted to share that with you all this week. Uh, it's about 13 minutes long, but, and really you'll hear more about this once I get into it, but it's all about three questions to help you determine where you are spiritually today. I've actually had to wrestle with this here recently, and, uh, it's been good wrestling And it has helped me and shine some light on some places that I may not have been the healthiest. So uh, I'm going to bring the dance music back. And then on the other side will be uh, my talk to these high school students that hopefully will help encourage you and move you forward. All right, so here's the deal. We're like a month into this whole global pandemic, house arrest, stay at home, self-isolation, be by yourself thing. And honestly, I am over it. Uh, Depending on who you ask, we've got either like two weeks left or the rest of our lives, and it's hard to tell where the truth falls in the middle, but unfortunately, here we are. If you're anything like me having too much time with nothing to do, leads to thinking about things that aren't the most fun or they or they aren't the most healthy and I think with nothing to fill the void my mind just goes places that I don't enjoy and I hope you're not like me but my feeling is you probably are in some cases so for today I don't want to teach a big lesson but instead I want to walk you through a story in the Bible and ask you three questions for me These three questions always help me figure out where I am both mentally and spiritually. And with so much going on outside of our normal routine, my hope is that these three questions will help bring you some clarity and will actually give you some hope as well. So, the story we're going to look at happens in three of the Gospels, but we're going to focus mainly on the passage that happens in Luke chapter 18, verses 35 through 43. That's Luke 18. 35 through 43. If we jump into the story, uh, we see that Jesus was on his way to Jericho. And one thing that I want to point out is that uh, when Jesus, when we read that Jesus approached Jericho, a lot of times we think Jesus was just walking along by himself from town to town. But in reality, it wasn't just Jesus. It was him. He had his 12 disciples. Earlier in Luke, we're told that there was a group of women who traveled with him along with this quote it says, quote, many others. And we don't know how many of the many others were, but we know that it was definitely a pretty large crown. And so add to this big group of people, all the people that Jesus would pick up for small periods of time, and you've got this miniature parade going from town to town to town to town. In Luke 18, 35, it says, as Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of a crowd going past, he asked what was happening. They told him Jesus the Nazarene was going by. So here's this guy sitting on the side of the road. He hears a noise. He asks, what's going on. When they tell him that Jesus was going by, he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. To get the full picture of this, I think I think we've got to look at it a little further. We have this blind dude. Uh, we know that his name was Bartimaeus. And he's sitting outside of town. Um, because he was blind, he was kicked out of being around from most people and forced to be alone uh, most of his time. So he's probably spent most of his life there. Um, about 10 years ago when I was first when I first fell in love with the story, it was in a thing called intern development. Uh, When I was on staff at a church and one of the other interns, he kind of acted this out. He flipped his hoodie up and he sat here like this, just like, he doesn't know what's going on, but he starts to hear this crowd and it's like, what's, what's going on? And they tell him that Jesus is going by and here's this guy. He just, Jesus, I need you. Hey, Jesus, I'm right here. Please see me. Don't go past without noticing me. He threw away all of his shame and all of his embarrassment, and he yelled out for Jesus. So my first question to you is, if Jesus were to be walking by you, do you have the guts to yell out for him? Could you throw away your shame and do that? Or would that just be embarrassing to you? Would that be too much? You know where you stand today. You know what's going on in your life. Would it be too much for you to yell out for Jesus? It's okay if you're not able to yell out for him right now. That's perfectly normal. There are times in my life where I feel really far from Jesus, and I feel like I'm not worthy of yelling out to him. I feel like I have to get my stuff together before he'll listen to me. Uh, The good news is that's never the case. Jesus is always accessible no matter what you've done. But it's important for us to recognize where we view ourselves in relationship to him, where we view us, where we view him. So the goal of these questions isn't to get it right, to have the right answer. It's just to be honest with yourself and honest with Jesus of where you view him. You know, the old saying is the first step to solving a problem is admitting you have one. So that's the goal for these questions. So despite his embarrassment and shame, Bartimaeus cried out to Jesus. And the cool thing is that it actually worked. Jesus heard him. Verse 40 says, when Jesus heard him, he stopped in order that the man be brought to him. As the man came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? That question, I think, is one of the deepest questions Jesus ever asks someone in the Bible. Have you ever stopped to think about how you would answer that question? So if Jesus were to come up and if he was to knock on your front door and he would say, hey, I heard you. I heard your prayer. I heard your cry. I heard your shout. What would you like me to do for you? What would your answer to that question be? You know, I think a lot of us overthink this question We feel like we have to be either super spiritual or overly humble in what we ask for. But in the story, we see that Bartimaeus just asks for the thing that he needs most. He tells Jesus, Lord, I want to see. I want to see what's going on. I want my sight. You know, it was a very selfish ask of Bartimaeus. Getting his sight, it didn't help the poor. It didn't feed the hungry. It didn't make the world a better place. But what we see in the story is that Jesus cares for us individually and that he's not opposed to answering the prayers that give us the things that we need or even the things that we want. So, if Jesus were to come to you and he was to ask, What would you like me to do? how would you answer? Personally, I'd probably ask for daycare to open back up so my kids could leave my house. I love them, but I was not meant to be a stay-at-home dad and to be around them 24-7. Um, I could use a day away, if I'm honest. You know, I don't know what your answer would be, but my challenge to you is to not settle for the first answer that you think of. Um, as I was preparing for this, I realized that the kids going back to daycare was the funny and lighthearted answer, but it, there's probably something deeper there. The more I've thought about it, I've realized that there are actually things weighing on me that I would probably ask Jesus for if I was honest with myself. I'd ask for the determination to better my health, uh, even when it's not convenient. It's easy to eat better, to exercise when things are going well. But when you're in the midst of a global pandemic and you're stuck at home with kids, working out and eating better isn't convenient. So I'd ask for him to help me with that. Um, I'd ask for him to help me appreciate the moment and not always dream of what's next. I'm a big dreamer. I'm always looking for what's next, but I've probably missed out on some stuff with my family because of doing that. And the hardest one that I realized is that I'd probably ask for friends. You know, I've moved to this new town and I know a lot of people here, but I don't really have any friends yet. So I would ask Jesus to help me build those relationships. What would you ask for? Again, there's no wrong answer. It's just about being honest and figuring out what you would do. But as we move through the story, we see that Jesus wrapped in love and grace and mercy. He tells Bartimaeus, all right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. And then instantly Bartimaeus could see. It was that simple. Bartimaeus, he cried out to Jesus. He told him exactly what he wanted. And then he had the faith that Jesus would give him the thing that he asked for. So that leads us to our final question for today. Do you believe that Jesus can or will give you the things that you ask for? Now, before we go any further, I do want to kind of preface this with a disclaimer here. Just because you believe that Jesus can or will give you something, that isn't a guarantee that he's actually going to give it to you. This isn't a name it and claim it type of relationship. There are things that we ask for that Jesus knows better, or he has a different plan that even if we believe he'll give it to us, he doesn't. But at the same time, there have been times, in my life, there are a lot of times in my life where I've asked Jesus for something, thinking that there's absolutely no way that he would come through for this. Um, but in his grace, he gave me exactly what I needed or exactly what I wanted. <laughs> so it's, again, today, I've said it a couple times already, but it's not about the right answer. It's about the honest one. Do you believe that Jesus could answer your prayer? Do you believe that he would? Wherever you are today, like spiritually, like you could be far from Jesus. You could be, you had a 45 minute prayer session this morning, but do you believe Jesus can answer the things you would ask of him? As you're stuck at home over the next few weeks, I challenge you to take some time to really think through these questions, to get a notebook out and write down some answers, to uh, get your phone out and take notes and, and write out your thoughts. Don't just think them, but actually write them down and try to process them. Answer these three questions. Do I have the guts to yell out for Jesus? Am I brave enough to do that? If Jesus were to be right in front of me and ask me, What do I want? what would my answer be? And do I believe that Jesus can or will give me what I ask for? You know, if you take the time to reflect on these things, I promise that it's going to open you up to a new level of your relationship with Jesus. Even if your answers to the questions are that no, you wouldn't yell out to him or that you don't think he'd answer it. The important thing is to just know where you stand. Uh, Jesus, is he can handle it. He can handle if you're not there, if you're embarrassed. Um, but once you open up and you're honest about it, He has this cool way of wrapping his arms around you and walking you through whatever you're going through, wherever you're at. He loves you enough to to meet you there, but he's not going to leave you there. So my hope is that through these questions, you'll you'll learn that Jesus can do anything, that he's gonna meet you where you are, that even if you're sitting on the side of the road, blind, your whole life has been turned upside down. You, You can't partake in the things that you want to. He'll meet you there. If things are going terrible and you're having all these bad thoughts, he'll meet you there. If you're actually doing okay and things are pretty good, he'll meet you there too. Wherever you're at, Jesus is willing to come alongside you and willing to say, bring him or bring her to me if you'll just cry out for him. So as you go through this time, think through these questions. Give yourself the grace to be honest Allow yourself to know that there's no right or wrong answer. That no one's going to know the answer other than you and Jesus. You don't have to tell anyone these things. If you would like to, your leaders blame everyone would be more than willing to listen. But this is between you and Jesus. Ultimately, I hope that you will see that Jesus loves you so much that he literally died to bring you the things that you need. He literally died died on a cross. We just celebrated that this past weekend to bring you salvation, to bring you an escape from hell, to bring you the hope for a better future. And if he was willing to do all of those things, that's the most someone can do. It's the most love anyone could ever show you. Why wouldn't he meet you wherever you are right now? Why is what you're doing now too much for him to meet you in that? I really believe that he will meet you in the exact place that you are, if you'll just invite him, if you'll simply cry out to him. So that's my hope for you this week. Thanks so much for letting me hang out with you guys for a few minutes. Uh, I hope you have a great week and hopefully we can get back to normal pretty soon. Have a great week, guys.